Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you, doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and I will be completely honest with you, I am totally exhausted after an amazing eight days in LA for LA Fleet Week. Um, so this episode is going to be... Uh, Meh, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. So anyway, let's start off with our normal first segment. This building with Joe. And y'all, I think we're in trouble. And here's why. So, um, in... Early episodes, you probably heard me talk about uh, an archetype from the past that uh, I think has the potential to rear its ugly head, and that's Palp Defenders. And guess what? It's back, and it's better than ever. So first, let's start with our uh, Palp Carrier. Now for this, there's only one that uh, really fits, and that's Vizier in the Reaper. And just just enough loadout points for Palp. Now, here's where it gets crazy. For our defenders, now, you might remember before we were running two I-1s. No, 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 no. No longer the case. And this time, we've got Vader in the defender and Rexler Brath. So for Vader, we've got Malice, Juke, and Heavy Laser Cannon. And for Rexler, we've got Juke, Fire Control, and Heavy Laser Cannon. And uh, let me tell you, I'm really worried about this list. Um, the fact that you have the potential to um, double mod, essentially, um, two TIE Defenders, and then still have a Focus Token for... Uh, defense on them and an evade because they're both likely to get their attacks off first at going at pilot scale six and five and then you've got vizier kind of running around either uh protecting palpatine or coordinating if he wants to go fast like this is just this is a bonkers list and here's the other crazy thing if you don't want to go this route vader Sienna Ree and Sunter Fell all fit as well, coming in at exactly 20 points. Uh, I won't do a list building with that, but uh, man, if you want to fly high initiative aces, um, you can do it. It's amazing. And that's not even to include, you can still run Vader, Vizier, or maybe Vermeil if you wanted to, and a whole bunch of other ships with the points that you have left over that you get from Rexler if you wanted to. So these are just some of the options that are out there, but I really think that this has the potential to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on to the next segment. AMG Rules Forum. All right, starting off this week, we've got the topic is Moralo Evolve, OP. Morale Evolve's ability states, If you would flee, you may spend one charge. If you do, place yourself in reserves instead. 
At the start of the next planning phase, place yourself within range 1 of the edge of the play area that you fled from. What does within range 1 mean? Must all of Morale Evolve's base be fully within range 1 on the board edge within which he fled? Or can only a portion of his base be within range 1 of the board edge of which he fled? Also from the OP, the word within is specifically defined in the rules reference as an object is within a specified range if the entirety of it is inside the range. Rules reference version 1.3.0 page 16. Therefore, no part of morale evolves base can be beyond range 1. Answer. Apologies, this one slipped under the radar. Yes, an object is within a specified range if it is entire if it if the entirety of it is inside the range. So no part of the base could extend beyond range 1. Next one, R1J5 and Fireball. OP. If you use R1J5 pilot ability with the explosion with wings ship ability, can you look at the damage card and choose not to expose the damage card? Answer. No. Before you would expose one of your damage cards, R1J5's pilot ability allows you to look at your existing face-down damage cards and choose one to expose instead of exposing a damage card by random choice. Next question. Is electrochaff a mine or a bomb? OP. Now that we know that the electrochaff, in addition to being an obstacle, is also a device, my question would be, is the chaff a bomb or only a device? Thank you in advance. Answer. No. The electrochaff cloud is neither a bomb nor a mine. Next one. Cassian Andor Rebel Crew. OP. A ship with Cassian crew is ionized and therefore does not have an assigned dial. Can the ionized ship, one, use Cassian's ability to peek at an enemy dial, and two, if yes, and they guess the maneuver correctly, can they change the ship's dial, even though the dial is not assigned, in the event that they may be able to remove an ion token before activation? Answer. While an ionized ship sets a maneuver on its dial, the dial is not assigned to the ship and cannot be interacted with unless that ship ceases to be ionized prior to its activation. An ionized ship with Cassian and or crew equipped may use its ability to guess a maneuver and look at an enemy ship's dial, but it does not have a maneuver dial assigned. You may not change its maneuver if it is guessed correctly. That's all real and interesting, but uh, none of it applies now. All right, and the last one that we are going to read is uh, Rorik, Garnett, and Swarm Tactics. OP, if Rorik Garnett uses his ability to target a friendly ship, and that friendly ship has swarm tactics, can the friendly ship choose another friendly ship at range 1, and now it engage at initiative 7? Thus now you have two ships engaging at initiative 7. Answer, no. Rorik Garnett, Rebel Hawk 290, allows a ship in his firing arc to engage at initiative 7. It does not change the initiative value of the ship itself. Okay. So now that those segments are over, let's get into what I wanted to talk about. So the the first thing is you'll notice a couple episodes back, I talked about um, kind of this conundrum where um, 
what ha- what do you do when your opponent is having a bad dice game and also making bad decisions? Well, I can tell you in my most recent Kyber Cup game that the tables turned and I had that experience. So let me break it down and kind of go over what happened. So uh, first off, I, I will say, like every other X-Wing player, that uh, DICE definitely played a factor. DICE and bad variants. And um, what I mean by that is um, I lost Nightfall to a range one shot from Wedge due to two crits and a direct hit. Um, that sucked. Um, I lost... Um, what was it? Static, um, went down to, um, two shots. Um, Gideon went down to two shots. Um, um, sorry, I have to look at my list to think about it. Um, Scorch went down to two shots, and uh, Recoil went down in um, two shots as well. Um, so what? how did all of this work out? Well, um, I was flying against um, Han, Wedge, Luke. Han and Wedge had proton torpedoes. Or no, I'm sorry. Luke and Wedge had proton torpedoes. Han had Biston and Perceptive Copilot and Trick Shot and a couple of the upgrades. Those aren't important. But... Um, what I will say is throughout the game, um, which only went to five rounds, um, Han Solo rolled as many evade tokens as my entire list did. Um, so yeah, that was, that was just all kinds of feels bad. Um, my red dice weren't great. My green dice were even more terrible, but I also made a lot of mistakes. Um, I lined up both Nightfall and Recoil in a manner that um, they overlapped an obstacle uh, at the far end of the board. And if I would have paid a little bit more attention, they wouldn't have done that in turn zero. Um, Also in turn zero, I should have sprinted in like I normally do, um, but I did not. which kind of let him slow roll and get really good position on me. Um, I bumped with Gideon, so I I made I made a bunch of mistakes, all of which cost me the game, but nothing more than the dice, if that makes sense. So I don't want to like completely say, um, you know, one hundred percent I didn't make any mistakes. I absolutely made mistakes. Uh, but the game was just a, a feels bad overall. Like, I didn't even have Han. Um, yeah, it was, it was just, it was bad. It was very bad, y'all. Um, and my opponent was apologizing for the dice in the game. And it was just one of those things like, hey, man, like, you know, um, I was actually apologizing to him for not putting up very much of a fight um but it's it's the variance happens 
and it put me in kind of a bad mood for the day. Um, thankfully, I got to spend a lot of time in the car, so I got to kind of relax and, and come down from that. But um, the answer to to my question from a couple of episodes ago um, was I think my opponent handled it well, um, but I'm not. And see, and this is where that conundrum still exists because I made mistakes, but the dice were also bad. And he was apologizing for the dice, which I, I totally appreciated being on that side, but still I made mistakes. So, um, and there were things that I could have learned from. So, you know, and I, I hope I do, uh, not make those same mistakes in the future. So anyway, I just wanted to to tell you all that. Um, what I really wanted to talk to you about this episode is um, I am considering going to Gen Con. Um, I would be using the uh, proceeds from the podcast that I've gotten so far to kind of pay my way. Um I'm going to be creating a new tier um, for the Patreon. If you're interested, it's going to be um, basically the God tier. And uh, in the God tier, um, you will be assisting me in getting to more competitive events. So I have more things to talk about in there. Um, And as an added benefit to that, if you catch me, at one of the competitive events and introduce yourself, then I will buy you a meal that goes into uh, part of the the package, and uh, I will be sure to call out your name at um, every podcast episode as a thank you uh, for being in that tier. Um, but in in looking at lists for um, for Gen Con, uh, I wanted your help kind of deciding where I should go. So I fly everything, and I really like having five I-4 ships. So let's go over some of the different list options um, in the different factions. So you can actually do this in six factions. You can fly five... Um, PS4 uh, ship lists. You can't do it in CIS. Um, that's okay. Um, I'm not sure that CIS is... Hmm, I think maybe eventually you'll be able to do it, but not right now. So anyway, without further ado, let's go ahead into our first list. So our first list will start with the Rebellion and work our way across. So we start with Lieutenant Blount. And, oh my gosh, I didn't finish this list. Um, Screw it, I'm going to do it live. Um, Tenant Blount, we will put on... Let's do Hopeful, because everyone likes a boosting Z95. And... um, Enduring. There you go. Alright, so Lieutenant Blount with Hopeful and Enduring. Dutch Vander with Hopeful, Dorsal Turret, Concussion Missiles, R3 Astromech, and Munitions Failsafe. Bodica 
with Marksmanship and Mandalorian Optics, Jake with Prockets, and Colby Sprato with Notorious, R4 Astromech, and Contraband Cybernetics. Alright, next we have the Empire list. So the Empire, we've got Major Vermeil with Targeting Computer, ISB Slicer, and Darth Vader. Turfaneur with Enduring, Predator, and Targeting Computer. Pure Sabak with Disciplined, Tibur Saxon, Targeting Computer. And for those that don't know, Tibur Saxon is after you perform an attack at attack range 1 to 2 that hits, if the defender has no face-up damage cards, you may spend one or more charges. For each charge you spend, the defender gains one strain token. An ISB Jingoist with Contraband Cybernetics, and Fifth Brother with Brilliant Evasion, Disciplined, Fire Control System, and Tractor Beam. Then for Scum, we've got Joy Rekoff with Cutthroat, Ion Torpedoes, and Mandalorian Optics, Lando Calrissian in the Escape Craft with Marksmanship and Tactical Officer, Genesis Red in the M3A Interceptor with Cutthroat and Proton Torpedoes, Cad Bane with Notorious, Proton Cannon, Overturned Modulators, Contraband Cybernetics, Xanadu Blood, Zuckus, and Proton Bombs, and Bosk in the Z95 with Fearless, Marksmanship, Cluster Missiles, and Deadman's Switch. Then for the Resistance, we've got Temin Wexley, this is Boost Wesley, with Heroic, Ion Cannon, and R4 Astromech. Greer, with Heroic and Advanced Optics. Kazuto, with Notorious, R6-D8, which is the Super Predator Droid. Contraband Cybernetics, Advanced Slam, Electronic Baffle, and Kaz's Fireball. Wilsa Teslo, in the Y-Wing. With Ion Cannon Turret, Watchful Astromech, Seismic Charges, Targeting Computer, and Engine Upgrade. And so, uh, Wilsa, for those that don't know, is after you perform an attack, the de Defender was dealt a face-up damage card. The Defender gains one Strain Token unless it chooses one non-recurring charge from one of its equipped upgrades and loses that charge. So basically a dead ability, but uh, it's a it's a three-point Y-Wing, so... And then we've got uh, at I-4. And then we've got Tez, Tez Naza with Heroic, Ion Cannon, Watchful, Ion Cannon Turret, Watchful Astromech, Proton Bombs, Engine Upgrade, Targeting Computer, and um, that ability on the ship reads, while a friendly ship at range 022 performs an attack, if the defender has a friendly... To the attacker in each of its side arcs, the attacker may re-roll one attack die. Then we've got the First Order, which this is very similar to the list I'm flying for uh, Kyber, but I made some tweaks on it. So we've got Gideon Hask with Fanatical, Proud Tradition, Sensor Buoy Suite, Tactical Officer, Petty Officer Thanison, Electronic Baffle. The Nightfall in the Whisper with Fanatical, Cluster Missiles, Advanced Optics, and Enhanced Jamming Suite. Recoil with Predator and Cluster Missiles. Static with Predator and Ion Cannon. 
and Scorch with Feedback Ping, Concussion Missiles, and Ion Bombs. And then the last one that we'll talk about um, is the Republic one. And so for the Republic, we've got Slider in the Z95 with Expert Handling, Predator, and Tracer Missiles. Click with R4 Astromech, Precision Ion Engine, the Alpha 3B Besh, and Proton Bombs. Padme Amidala in the Naboo N1 with Juke, Fire Control, Proton Torpedoes, and R4 Astromech. Luminara with Patience R4P17 and Calibrated Laser Targeting. And Anakin Skywalker with Proton Torpedoes, Fire Control System, and Juke. So, with all of those lists out there, and not really talking about uh, how I'd fly each one, um, because you kind of already know how I like to fly with uh, kind of one or two uh, flankers on either side and then a, uh, a block in the middle. Um, which one? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get into my question of the week a little bit early. Uh, which one of... Which faction at the 5-I-4 mark do you think is the strongest? Honestly, I'm kind of kind of impressed with uh, all of them in their own regard. Um, I may have, to, may have to get a bunch more games in and, and try each one. But anyway, which one do you think is best? And, and honestly, I think each faction kind of has its, its own little... Um, kind of niche thing that it does better. I mean, uh, Bodica with the, the double attacks and spike damage from Jake and, uh, Colby, the Colby is really good. Y'all like really good. Um, and then Jake handing out focus tokens, Dutch handing out locks, Blount with the extra dice, like all of it is just, like I, th- I think it's really good, and then looking at the uh, the empire, we've got uh, Turfiner being able to kind of jump around, and uh, in in the combat phase, which is awesome. Pure Sabak with the extra dice, um, and Vermeil with Vader and ISB slicer. Like that just sounds disgusting. Uh, on the scum side, um, you've got a uh, mini wedge in Joy. Uh, you've got a coordinator in Lando. Genesis Red is going to hit like a truck. Cad Bane being able to pass off um, tokens. Uh, non. Um, here, let, let's read Cad's abilities. After you perform an attack that hits, you may spend two charges to transfer one of your non-lock red or orange tokens to the defender. Like, that's that's amazing. Um, really good. Um, yeah, I may have to... may have to look at Cad Bane's build a little bit, but I think that has the potential there. Um, the resistance I'm kind of iffy on, I might be able to be talked into, but I just... I, I don't... I don't see it hitting hard enough or, or really kind of being unique. Um, first Order, I'm, uh, as you know, just a big First Order fanboy. 
and um, Recoil and Nightfall are really able to speed out there, and you've got a good solid block of Scorch, Static, and and Hask. It's it's just it's a, it's a good solid list. And then I just kind of get giddy over um, the Republic list, like Padme, Luminara, and Anakin all together. Like I'm gonna shoot two proton torpedoes at you um and oh by the way you're not going to be able to mod more than one focus result and uh when you attack me um i'm going to neuter your attacks with luminara and then click and slider are going to be kind of on the side just being a nuisance like just it it really makes me laugh so anyway I appreciate you all listening to this episode and making it this far. Um, please consider leaving a review, however you consume this podcast, wherever you consume it. Um, it really means a lot to me, and I uh, try to get to every review. Um, I already asked my question, so I'll ask it again. Which faction do you think is the best? And I'll kind of add to that, and do you think I should go to Gen Con? Um, yeah. Anyway, this is Sailor Joe, signing off. You're not alone.